What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 160 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, Incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by the Ninth Wonder, <laughs> Chocolate Thunder, delivering DoorDash and getting tipped with DoorGash, the wine and dining, 69 and he'll throw an extra butter for a taste of that turd cutter, the phenomenal AJ. Same. Nasty. <laughs> um, so this episode, we will be uh, reviewing, giving an in-depth review of Ahsoka, episode five. Uh, but we'll save that for the back half of the show in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. Uh, but AJ, you been watching or doing anything else lately? Yeah, I forgot to mention earlier, I watched uh, Talk to Me a little while back. Oh, that right. Movie, that horror movie. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I uh, there was a lot of frustration on my part for the uh, main character though because there's always that that main character who does this very you know questionable things right. to to move the plot along and uh, she definitely did those things <laughs> so uh, I was very frustrated with the main character so I was I was uh, I was rooting for the her death <laughs> so what was the main like premise of this horror movie because I, I really honestly don't know anything about it so like they don't really go into the backstory of this but there's these teenagers who have this hand that's like uh i guess you would say like uh, encased in like some sort of material but it's like a real hand and uh they they have like rumors of a, it belonged to a psychic who could speak to the dead or whatever but nobody really knows for sure and uh this hand is like what they use at parties and the movie just kind of jumps right into it like they do party tricks and uh the person who who looks at the hand holds it and says talk to me is uh, possessed by some sort of ghost or dead yeah some creature okay and uh they uh start acting like just crazy and weird and they start making videos of it it's just a fun party trick apparently and uh thing is like you should only do it for a certain amount of time or else it gets out of hand so like uh, they their uh, goal is to do it for ninety seconds, but sometimes it goes over, and that's where the complications arise. Mm. So uh, yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting story. I thought it was fun. I mean, as long as you don't try to dig too deep into it, yeah. Well, the, I think the weird like thing of it is like it sounds like it. Well, it starts off with these people just have a severed hand, yeah. <laughs> which is weird enough. Which is yeah. But then the fact that in this world people like pretty much know and accept that like supernatural things occur <laughs> right yeah they don't seem to be freaked out they don't go to anybody they just like oh this is cool you know <laughs> we, like it's not a situation where the people at the party are like oh these people are just putting on an act like they actually at first they are they're like oh, okay. they, they're thinking that but then everybody at the party does it you know it's just a small little get together is what they have so oh okay little hangout sessions so uh everybody pretty much does it you know some people go twice or whatever so they they say it feels really good and it feels really cool but uh it's looks disgusting <laughs> so like as long as they keep it under 90 seconds like is the person still in control of themselves that they can stop uh well if they keep it under 90 seconds and they stop the whole process then they get back into their body and they're good to go like, oh, there's okay, no issues okay. but they go over 90 seconds then you have some lingering effects and that's where things get weird <laughs> <laughs> was this um was this a uh american or australian or what was it I think it was like a combination of American and British because okay. like half the people, even like a girl will have a British accent and her father will have an American accent. It was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But I guess her mom was British. So it, it was a mixed cast though. They all have like parents that are like, you know, 
half Brit- British or one's British, one's American. You know? Yeah, I mean, it was weird like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very mixed area neighborhood, I guess, with British and American people. <laughs> um, well, um, you know, I wasn't gonna resubscribe yet, but I got an uh, email from HBO where they're like. Um, you can have H, you know, Max. I guess it is now, mm. for four months for half price. So okay. I was like, okay, they're, 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 I know there's some stuff on there I need to catch up on. Uh, so so far I've just uh, been catching up on uh, Superman stuff. So okay. season three of Superman and Lois. Okay. Which have you watched any of Superman and Lois? No, no, no. I actually recommend it. I I think it's definitely one of the stronger of those CW superhero shows. Okay. And like. Even like in the third season, that's still pretty good. Right. And and actually, I think for a TV budget, it actually has pretty good special effects as well. Okay. Uh, this season's all about like uh, Lois gets cancer. Oh boy, that's heavy. Yeah, so they go a little heavier than you might expect. Whoa. Okay. So, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm probably like halfway through this season, and yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's also a new uh, Superman animated series called my adventures with superman mm-hmm. that i've watched maybe like five episodes of but it's it's fun okay. i think it's definitely like a cartoon that both like kids and adults can appreciate mm-hmm. it does have kind of like visually like an anime style okay which you know it, i'm not the biggest fan of but I, I it's okay but at least like the voice acting isn't um so like over the top and overacted like in a lot of <laughs> yeah. anime. So it's not like annoying. You will face the truth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that's always kind of stopped me from getting into anime is like I can't take the overacting. It's yeah. so egregious. It's yeah. uh, it just gets annoying. But no, I'm actually I, think I can't is, stand the pedophilia in anime. <laughs> they always have those weird like child girl characters and they're always like lusting after them or something. It's weird. Oh, is that man. true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I mean, I've watched so little anime. I, I watched Cowboy Bebop, which um, it, I thought was pretty decent. Okay. Um, and it at least didn't have one of those subplots yeah. in it. <laughs> like a 14-year-old anime girl, e-girl. Man, like, um, I've never watched One Piece and, and never... they. It, I'm, it's in my thoughts because I haven't watched it, but like... I guess Netflix just did like a oh, yeah. live action live version. Action, yeah. it's, but like supposedly the anime has like over a thousand episodes or something. It's like insane. Like it's been going forever. Yeah. I heard people talking about getting into it and like they're like, I saw how many episodes there were and they're like, oh my God, that is insane. I just, I can't feature, that's such a barrier to entry. I can't imagine like ever getting into something like that. It's so daunting, a thousand episodes. It's daunting, but then, like, at the same time, it's almost a good thing, too. Like, if it's a really good show, and it's it, got a It would have episodes, to be really good. I mean, as long as you're not too concerned about the overall arc of the show, and you're just watching from episode to episode, just seeing, like, what, you know, maybe they have, like, their own, like, condensed storylines for each episode, you know? Like, as long as that's the case, I think it'd be enjoyable, and you just never run out of episodes. It's good to go. But also just knowing about every ep- or you know television show I've ever watched, like even if it started off fantastically, I can't imagine it holding its quality through like a thousand episodes. That's always almost always the case. And I, imagine how many like just like filler episodes have to be in there that focus on nothing. Yeah, I mean, the only show that I I felt like came close to really from end to end doing it right. Uh, was Breaking Bad, I would say. Yeah, Breaking Bad, so strong. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think they were smart at just doing five seasons and being yeah. like, peace out. That's That seems to be the magic number. The I five, think so, too. Seasons. Right around in there, yeah. yeah. I think if it goes any longer than that, things just start to feel stale. Right, because uh, you know, Game of Thrones was solid till seven and eight, you know, season seven and eight. They got kind of wonky. <laughs> I feel like, yeah... I, I kind of feel like with Game of Thrones, I don't know why, if it was budgetary reasons or what, but they didn't have as many episodes as like that final season. Yeah, and, I think you're right. And I'm thinking they sh- shouldn't have done that because it did feel like it needed more. No, you're right. It was uh, HBO was like trying. They were like, hey, look, if you need more episodes, if you need more anything, we'll help. We'll give you those things. But Benioff and Weiss were just, they, they had already gotten the deal with, with Star Wars, I think. So they were like, oh, we just want to end this show quickly, you know? And they were like just half-assing it. And uh, they did such a bad job with Game of Thrones that they lost the job for Star Wars. I don't... I don't know if that's 100% true, just because like there's been so many Star Wars uh, projects, especially in the movies that have fallen through, oh, okay. like that they've announced, and then like you think it was just some, maybe something else happened. I kind of think so. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily had to do with Game of Thrones. Just it makes because, me like, feel good that that's might have might have been what happened, like a little karma. <laughs> dude, I can't name them all, but there's been probably like four or five Star Wars projects announced that never seen the light of day oh boy okay i mean but there's so many projects it makes sense that some wouldn't you know get made because i mean they've got like how many shows right now four or five yeah yeah and i think these are all like i remember um they announced like a, a squadron fighter movie um that was supposed to be directed by uh patty jenkins and that fell through oh that's too bad and there's been god i there yeah. was others too several others you know, I, I see what you're saying because, like, with Star Wars, you have a lot of opportunity, you know, to build out from that whole universe, like, the whole galaxy, you know, the whole universe. There's a lot of opportunity to, like, put everything, like, together with a story where, you know, these people from this planet, these people from this planet, all kind right. of working towards a common goal. Yeah, I could I could definitely uh, – I, I, I'm, I'm about to start The Mandalorian pretty soon. Like, I've been talking about it. I've just been, you know – dragging my feet because I've been doing other stuff, but I'm definitely looking forward to watching The Mandalorian after watching Ahsoka. Yeah, and I think the rumor with the project Benioff and Weiss were working on was that it was going to be like, um, you know, take place like like hundreds of years or something before even the prequel. So it would be like a totally different time period never explored, mm. which I like because then you just, you get, you know, a brand new cast of characters and, you know... Anything can happen, you know, yeah. and you're not really tied to anything else that's ever happened in Star Wars continuity. So, I, you know, I think that's cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Hmm. But yeah, for whatever reason, there's been a lot, a lot, a lot of Star Wars movies they've announced <laughs> that just, I don't know why, but they just go nowhere. Oh, man. But I guess it's, uh, luckily, TV has rised up in the ranks. Yeah, luckily, there's a lot of opportunity for that on, on Disney+. Plus. Um I also watched uh, Elementals just recently, like a couple days ago. Oh, the uh, Pixar movie? Yeah, yeah. I've actually been wanting to watch that. How is that? It's good. I liked it. It was very, uh, it was fun. You know, it's like a, kind of like the immigrant story mixed into like, you know, people melding together and, you know, different elements, you know, meeting each other. Right. Yeah, Yeah, like the metaphors, like these water and fire elements that, you know, shouldn't be able to get together or whatever right. mix or whatever yeah and there's like an ellis island kind of you know thing like where these immigrants are like this first flight of immigrants came to this land and then the second flight of them then like the third and uh you know essentially this this new 
you know, group of immigrants are here and they're dealing with their own kind of issues with the mixing in and uh, acclimating themselves to the environment. So it's it's fascinating. It's fun to watch. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just a full of heart. I felt like this movie was. Man, Pix- I got to say, like, there's a lot of Pixar movies I have not watched. I, at some point, I probably really should go and, and, and watch them because they do tend to make quality stuff. Yeah. I don't know why it is. I just like... Whenever I'm in a mood for a movie, I, I very rarely feel like watching an animated movie, but I, I really should like get over it. I don't know. I mean, I'm always pleasantly surprised when I watch a Pixar movie. I always go into it like, ah, oh, it's just some animated movie or whatever. But then there's always a little bit of depth to those movies too, you know? Like, they do kind of make you, you feel something. Yeah, they were really the first studio that was like, you know, we know kids are going to like this because it's a cartoon. So we'll we'll throw stuff in for the adults like, you know themes like that you know yeah and i think it's smart yeah out of all the pixar movies you've watched what do you think are like your favorites oh boy that's a tough question man um favorites uh toy story is always a good one man i haven't seen that in so long yeah um i just recently watched that buzz lightyear movie i liked it a lot that a lot i, I heard a lot of people didn't like that but you, yeah, you thought it was okay it, it was fun yeah. nice and uh, right now, I'm, I'm the newest recency bias, but I thought MS Elementals had a good, good message, good story. You know, I I thought it was good. I definitely liked the first Incredibles movie quite a bit. Oh right, right, yeah, Incredibles was fun too. And then I like Inside Out quite a bit. I never saw Inside you Out. You should watch that one too. It's it's good. Okay. I like that one quite a bit. Yeah. Um. I've heard good things about Inside Out. It's where all the emotions are like regulating somebody's body, and they're kind of. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, it gives you, like, yeah, it's a story about this, like, little girl who has to move to a different city. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, basically, y- you see all the emotions in her head and, like, their interactions and stuff. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's entertaining and it's also pretty heartfelt at times. I, I, I thought it was definitely one of the better Pixar movies that I've seen. Okay, yeah. You know, so a little uh, uh, backstory. So, like... Uh, we, we've talked about how we kind of want to get it set up to do remote podcasts. So like when we do review stuff, we can get the reviews out at a little more timely yeah. fashion. So like I, I reviewed like all the different like um, – or looked at reviews of like all the different like remote podcasting services. And like it seems at the time like the, the highest rated one is this one called Riverside. Mm-hmm. But when I went to like pay for it, like for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because my bank is stupid or whatever, but they're like, oh, we can't accept your debit card. You'll have to get a credit card. That is so strange. I thought so too. But I've appa- never heard of that. I haven't either. Apparently like their like bank or whatever is in the Netherlands because that's where the company originated. Hmm. And like for some reason, like my card wouldn't work. But at the same time, like I've had times purchasing things before where like it would have been handy having a credit card. Yeah, that's true. So I was like, okay, okay, I'll just apply for a credit card and get one. And having a credit card is useful in the sense that if you ever like lose your card or like you uh, somebody you know gets your information and starts charging it, like you can always get that money back as opposed to like maybe you'd have issues with your debit card. Right. Know? But um, <laughs> so um. You know, I, I've never checked on my credit score. It's mm-hmm. it's nothing I've really been concerned with just because, like, I don't really, um, at the moment, have a need to borrow money. And also, like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to buy a house or whatever, right. to, you know, something to where it would come in handy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I've, I've borrowed money once in my life, which was student loans. 
and I paid him back and I actually paid him back early. Mm-hmm. But then like, I mean, that was forever ago and I haven't like borrowed money since. So like, um, I was like, I have no idea like what they'll approve me for. Right. <laughs> and they approved me for a card with a maximum limit of $200. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. Like that's all you trust me with is $200. That's, that's what, if I, what if I actually had bad credit instead of like almost zero credit? Right. Yeah. I mean, Will they give somebody a credit card where you get like a twenty dollar limit? <laughs> but what's surprising is that means you you're fiscally responsible. But like somebody, there are plenty of people who are irresponsible and have like thirty, forty thousand dollar limits on their credit card. I know, I know. It just doesn't make sense how they decide that. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? It'll probably pay off in the long run just to get this credit card and start using it, start building up my credit score a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah, I will. It, it's kind of a pain, but. You know, I figure in the long run. Just, like, put your subscriptions on it. Yeah. 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 Can't put much on it to begin with. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, AJ, maybe we'll do a story or two before we get into Ahsoka. Sure. Let me see if I have any. Um, So I found an article about, like, really bad um, roommate experiences. <laughs> so these are quotes mostly from people who are telling the story. I think maybe one or two have like quotes of like what the bad roommate like told them or whatever, but I figured we'd go through these and, and, and see. Um, my first, so this is number one, my first college roommate hated doing laundry. So he wore my underwear. Oh no. <laughs> without asking uh, when his were dirty. Uh, it never felt like my underwear again after he'd been in it. Now, who would actually use those underwear like again? Yeah, no, I, I, I would be like, okay, you can never do that again, and you own those underwear. Now. Well, but what if he's doing with like every pair? What if like every day he's just going putting a new one in your underwear? I mean, what are you gonna do? Keep buying new underwear? I mean, I think I would just have to find a new roommate. Oh yeah, well sure. <laughs> but sure. of course. What sucks is like, depending on your monetary situation, though, that might not be completely right. feasible, you know? Yeah, it takes time to kick somebody out, too, like yeah. to replace them. Yeah. Or find a new place if you want to be the person that. Right. Yeah. But can you imagine, though, like being gross enough that you'd put on somebody else's underwear? That is bold, like in many ways. Like, uh, yeah, germs wise, like, you know, actually <laughs> putting on someone else's underwear, like going through that, getting their getting all this stuff for that's been for how long has been marinating in that underwear and putting it on yourself that's disgusting but then also just the social constructs that we have in society that would would make it awkward for you to even do that like it's so weird that somebody would be like okay the consequences of this action are they're okay i can put on this person's underwear that's fine i can deal with the consequences like I would I would be so ashamed and embarrassed. Like, right, like, exactly. Oh my gosh! I, and then when you actually have to face the consequences, when your roommate's like, "Are you wearing my underwear?" Like, I'd be like, oh, "He knows." <laughs> <laughs> like, there's too many things. Like, <laughs> maybe they had similar looking underwear, and the guy's like, "Ah, he'll never find out." Maybe I don't know. That's a bold move, man. It is, yeah. <laughs> and also, I think there's a stat that says like, on average, guys like. Uh, keep their underwear for like seven years oh okay before like getting new ones i yeah my underwear is usually if it's if i get new ones because my old ones are falling apart mine too yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like <laughs> i'll wear these until they're freaking holy rollers you know right. man swiss cheese underwear <laughs> i swear like my dad at times would keep underwear until they were basically just like the waistband. <laughs> <laughs> 
These are so bad. <laughs> just straps on the waist. Good to go. <laughs> My mom would do his laundry, and I'm just like, holy cow, you need to buy more. Okay. Uh, okay, here's number two. I had a roommate in college who used to play Bittersweet Symphony on repeat all day, every day, from the minute I moved in to even after I moved out. I moved down the hall to another kid's room because this is just one of the super weird things he used to do. And I still used to hear it constantly playing whenever I'd walk by. I really used to like that song too, but it's a ruin for me now. That sounds like someone with OCD to me. Yeah, either OCD or some sort of like impulse like to have comfort. Like it's like a comfort song, or something, right? But yeah, that that sounds like some sort of a out of normal mentality. <laughs> I mean, I get that. Like sometimes when you first like discover a song that you like really you play love, a lot. You'll yeah. play it a lot. Yeah. But to do it that much, that sounds like an OCD type of thing. I don't know. Yeah, and Bittersweet Symphony's been around for like twenty five years now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, number three, I had a roommate who absolutely refused to buy toilet paper. Oh, no. <laughs> After weeks of her stealing ours, the three of us started hiding it so she would be forced to buy her own. Instead, she started taking heaps of napkins from restaurants and stealing rolls of our paper towels. One night, we all went out to dinner, came home, and the entire basement was flooded because she backed up the toilet with God only knows how much uh, crap that shouldn't ever be flushed. My thing is, paper towels are so rough. I can't imagine actually yeah. like wiping with one. I mean, it's also it's known that a lot of those other napkins and stuff they won't uh, biodegrade, like they won't break down or anything. The right. water fast enough for it to flush. Uh, that is a bold. Even those flushable, even those wet wipes, like that say they're flushable, aren't really flushable. Like they they cause a lot of problems with the uh, plumbing. So I mean, oh right, right. Yes, yeah, so, I mean this is a. This is a close your eyes and just hope for the best situation for this person. But also, at, when you first mentioned it, I thought they just didn't use toilet paper. But uh, <laughs> but I, I was glad they were at least stealing it and using it. <laughs> Yet another reason to get a bidet. Yeah. Because that would have at least... Helped out. Yeah, at least, at least then, like, you know, she would have been able to wash her ass with a bidet and then maybe just dry off with the paper towel, yeah. which would have been more acceptable. I mean, there's, look... I, I, toilet paper is good, but you should also like clean yourself, you know, like get in there, clean yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, when you take a shower, folks, get in there. Yeah. I swear, like getting a bidet was such a revelation. Yeah. I was like, why are, why didn't I grow up with one of these? Why aren't they everywhere? It's just insane not to use one. Right. The Japanese did a favor to the world with that. I think the Japanese came up with that one. Right. I don't know if they came up with it, but they certainly, like, I, I know they're Popular famous for having, like, uh, yeah, like, I think all their public toilets and stuff have them and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's the way to go. Um, let's see. Okay, this one's done as a quote from, like, the person who did the offending. Hey, I've been shutting uh, off the, wi- <laughs> the Wi-Fi because it turns out it's really bad for you. Uh, oh. Sorry about the inconvenience. Was trying to was trying to only do it after you fell asleep. There's info on the web about how it causes cancer, infertility, headaches, and disrupts cell repair while you sleep. Okay, I know someone who's just like that. Uh, is it your sister? It is. Yes, <laughs> she would definitely say that. She uh she makes she we put the Wi-Fi in the garage cuz like we can't even have it inside the house. So yeah, it's uh, on the very bottom basement floor. <laughs> I mean, if it's still getting to your devices, though, yeah, it still works. But but I mean, 
it's still getting to you at some level, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I well, there there is some uh, warning on those devices that says it shouldn't be like you shouldn't be like seven inches. Oh, like away super from it, duper, like close. really close. Uh, so I guess the thinking is that you know the further it is, the better. But uh, you know, it it just seems silly to me. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things to where like I, I th- there's certain things that I'm like I I know these are bad for you. I know they cause cancer in some people, but like I can't imagine living without them. So it's just like uh, you have to take risks at some right. point with you know the things that are in your house, things you eat, things you know. Right. Uh, next one. I had a roommate who would attempt to leave unjustified, scathing, uh, passive-aggressive notes for just everyone. Our apartment's neighbors, uh, the wonder of cars parked outside, and even our landlady. The kind of notes with overly polite language, underlines, and randomly capitalized words. Always written in red marker, always rude enough to get the crap beaten out of her. Always signed from both of us. I spent that year following her around and removing notes as quickly and quietly as possible. <laughs> she got the crap beaten out of her, or was that just like to like saying she could get the crap beaten out of her? I think that's what they're saying. Oh, okay. Like they were, yeah. uh, but then I don't know. It's because it's it was both like oh they use polite language, but were written in a way that could get the crap beaten. Out of her. So I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, next one. First year of college, my friend's roommate came stumbling into their dorm room one night. It was blatantly obviously obvious that she was drunk beyond reason. She started shouting, I need to go to the bathroom, which woke up my friend. Uh, she saw her roommate staggering back and forth through the doorway, but stayed in bed because she really didn't want to, or she really didn't know how to react. Before the roommate left to go to the party, she'd placed her white Mac laptop on her chair by her desk. So what we think happened was that uh, the white from the laptop on the seat made the chair look like a toilet in the mind of the drunk roommate. She approached the chair, pulled down her pants, and sat on her laptop. There was only one way this could go. Although her laptop was covered in pee and poop, she denied that this ever happened. I mean, I don't know if you can deny it at that point. (laughs) Oh, she had to pay for that. That's... She pee and poop on her own laptop on her friend's. No, laptop. her friend's yeah, roommate's she's laptop. Pay for that. Yeah. It's brutal. I mean, yeah, I would definitely be. Uh, I'd be like, you're paying the rent for the next however long this takes to give me a new laptop. Yeah. Uh, next one. A meme was posted with a container full of dirty utensils, uh, mainly spatulas, that were clearly not clean. The meme read, "My roommate thinks these spatulas are clean and still uses them." No. Oh. I mean, it's not as bad as pee and poop on your laptop. Yeah, it depends on what they're dirty with. <laughs> pee and poop? <laughs> um, a few of these I pre-read, and they're not that interesting, so I'm just trying to sort out which... Uh... Okay. Um, my old roommate, he was technically the homeowner, but lived in a shack in the backyard, would come into my room early in the morning and watch me sleep. I was a bartender at the time, so I would get home about an hour uh, or so before he would be leaving for work. I was always thoroughly passed out when he leave, and I'm a heavy sleeper, so I did not notice this was happening for months until a guy I was seeing stayed up and caught him opening my door. There was also a second door to my room that I could not open. It was locked from the other side. I don't know what was going on there, but I'm fairly certain he was spying on me from that room as well. I mean, that's not even a roommate situation. That's just a peeping Tom situation. Yeah, he lived in the shed? Yeah, apparently he was a landlord, but he lived... In, like, some small, like, living space in the backyard. Okay. Interesting. Um, next one. 
I'd appreciate appreciate it if you didn't tell people I said it was okay to smoke in the house when I never said that. Uh, you said in the group message a long time ago, I asked if smoking inside was cool and you said no, only in your room. Find the text and I'll take it back. I can't because I deleted my messages every so often to conserve storage. Damn, that sucks. Don't smoke in my house. I mean, I don't know. That was kind of lame. Yeah. Um, we had a ton of food missing and we all knew who it was, but my best bud, the landlord, discreetly set up a webcam in the kitchen. Uh, with a couple days, uh, we caught the guy eating a stick of butter straight from the wrapper. And then he went in the pantry, grabbed a bag of sugar and just started chugging it. Like he was making cookies in his mouth. What? I mean, I can't even imagine that would be so gross. Just eat, put a, a stick of butter in your mouth and then a bunch of sugar. It's got to be some sort of drugs he was on. You think so? I mean, yeah. This sounds, you know how we covered like the weird, like the woman that eats mattresses and stuff? Yeah. This seems like almost a weird compulsion like that. Could be. Or it's just a really hungry dude. I don't know. <laughs> He's just like really stoned. And yeah. Like, I'll, eat, I'll munch anything. <laughs> I'll eat cookies. I'll make them in my body. <laughs> Terrible. Um, oh, this one's a quick one. Um, I asked her to stop popping her pimples and sticking the pus on the mirror three times oh, already. <laughs> this no. is just embarrassing for her now. I mean, that's definitely uh, something. Ugh, popping her pimples and putting the pus on the mirror. I don't understand the thinking of people sometimes, man. Some people just... Now, I wonder if she was intentionally like popping it and then rubbing it. It makes it sound like she was popping it and rubbing it on the mirror. I wonder if maybe she was just like popping them and they were oh. so explosive that they were exploding onto the mirror. And okay. then she was maybe just too lazy to Wait, that, clean it. That's more understandable, at least. Yeah, that would be... But I don't know. Maybe it's the other way around, too. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next one. Quote, she had this cup uh, uh, full of liquid by her bed. There's no better way to describe it, really. She kept her toothbrush in it, bristles down in the liquid. And when it came to brushing time, she basically just take the toothbrush out, brush her teeth, spit in the cup, and shove her toothbrush back into her cup. That makes me want to gag a little. I mean, it doesn't say, like, I wonder if she actually used toothpaste or if she's just, like, brushing her teeth with, like, moldy water. <laughs> uh, spit water. Spit water, yeah, oh. backwash. Oh, oh boy, okay. <laughs> uh, my roommate thought they could clean the shower by leaving it running with super hot water and closing the door. They turned the water on and uh, merrily left for work. It was my day off, and I realized something was amiss when I realized how many hours the water had been running. I knocked, but there was no answer. I panicked and tried to open the door, but it was locked. So naturally, I thought one of my roommates had locked themselves in there and, I don't know, died or something. I went completely hysterical and called the housing office so they could break down the door. Turns out the wood had swelled so much from all the moisture, they had to pry the door open. There was no one in there. After that, I was just confused until the roommate in question got home and explained. I mean, that's just stupid. I mean... In fact, I think like um, most some places will warn you like if you take a shower to leave the fan going just because it can cause like mold or whatever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's why all these bathrooms have those fans. Yeah. yeah. Um. In college, my roommate pretended he had a girlfriend who lived in England. Uh, we we are in the U.S. Oh, not Canada. Okay, <laughs> has to be even further. So there's no chance that people will ask you to meet her. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, he used to talk to her on the phone. Uh, and everything while we were both in my dorm. My roommate uh, was Facebook friends with her, of course, and a few of her friends whom he'd, uh, 
whom he had met uh, while visiting her. He used to talk about how much he missed her, especially having sex with her. <laughs> oh God! After I moved, gentlemen. <laughs> after I moved, I found out she never existed. Fake profile, fake names, fake pics. He was talking to no one except himself on the phone. I have no idea why he'd go to such lengths for this lie, but I felt really weird about the whole thing once I found out. Yeah, that is super weird, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm surprised by how much that person cares what other people think, apparently. Or maybe it's just a lie he tells himself. I don't know. <laughs> Did you know anybody like in school that tried to do like the, oh, I have a girlfriend in another city type I, of thing? I, I had a friend who was like that. Like He'd be like, oh, I'm talking to this many girls and this and that. I'd be like, man, I never see you do any of that stuff. It's <laughs> all lies. <laughs> oh, I'm in love, blah, blah. No, you're not in love, man. You don't know anybody. <laughs> I, I didn't have any close friends that did that. Me, I mean, I, I can't remember. Maybe there was some weird kid that tried the old Canada girlfriend trick. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure every school has some kid that, that oh, tried Oh, for sure. That. For sure, yeah. I feel like every friend group at some point has that guy who's like, oh, I, I'm talking to somebody, you know, and they're not. <laughs> All right. Did you have a story you want to do or you just want to get into Ahsoka? Uh, let's see. Um, I have some, like, bullet points on some of these stories. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this one was interesting to me. A man lived 82 years, died, without ever seeing a woman in his entire life. Uh, Mihailo Tolotos was orphaned after his mother passed away shortly after his birth. He was born in 1856 and adopted by Orthodox monks at Mount Athos in Greece. Uh, women were not allowed there for hundreds of years and still are not. Uh, and he passed away in 1938, seemingly never interested in seeing a woman. Didn't even care to see one. I mean... Maybe he was gay and this was just a paradise. Like, <laughs> men only, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way to go. I don't know what the, wait a minute, I don't know. I don't know it's just in that. <laughs> I mean, not even a statue of a woman? <laughs> not even a drawing? <laughs> a stick figure with boobs? <laughs> you know, it does make you wonder, though. Like, even if you're straight, like, if you've never, ever seen a woman ever do you think like your sex drive would develop in the same way would no. puberty hap happen in the same way do you think i think there would be some uh like i think that you'd probably go through puberty but you'd have some strange sexual encounters you know like people being an animal sort of thing like i think people develop those kinds of relationships when they don't have you know the opposite sex you would kind of think he would have a stirring one way or the other Unless he was just, like, asexual from this experience. Yeah, I don't think so. If he was from Greece, they were, you know, they're known for dudes being dudes. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he's not an ancient Greek, but still, I don't know. Like, uh, if he's on an island with a bunch of dudes, and you know how it is, like, it doesn't matter what what the deal is, like, people are going to have their urges, so I'm sure, I'm sure the fellows were getting it on. It, it just makes you wonder, though, like... Like chicken and the egg type of thing. Like when we were little kids and we first like, you know, started noticing women, like did that like strike something in us or, or was it always going to be that way? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's hard to say. I don't know. It's interesting. Like this guy is like a, a really odd case study, you know? Yeah. I'd be interested to know like just like, like you said, did this guy like go after animals <laughs> Did he ever have any sort of sexual feelings at all? I mean, I'm 
that's hard to say now. It's hard. To, I think they would have though. I think like because you go through puberty no matter what, right? Like you have to develop and yeah, become an he, adult. So yeah, I would think you would still go through puberty. I just wonder if like maybe being in a closed off environment like that, if if maybe you'd be more likely to come out like in asexual or something. Uh, I think they would just redirect their sexual urges somewhere else. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I've always often wondered like what percentage of the population is asexual. I think it's pretty low. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever met anybody who's identified as asexual. I've only like heard of them, read about them. Yeah. Seen them on TV or something. All right, AJ, should we get into Ahsoka episode five? Let's do it. All right, guys. And once again, I'll just note, you might be like, oh, this is a bit of a late review. It is, but unlike a lot of places, we're going to give you an in-depth scene-by-scene review. Um, actually, AG, before we do that, like overall, I think we've said like we feel like maybe like a 7 out of 10 range for this show. Yeah. Um, after seeing this episode, are you still feeling high on it? Yeah, I am. Uh, I think uh, seeing like some backstory of where she's coming from and like where how she grew up and what her mentality was and how it's changed. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. I'm still enjoying it. Like I think as we'll get into the, there's a lot of dialogue in this episode and like a lot of times, like some of it I think is kind of throwaway mm-hmm. to her, but it, it's uneven, I would say, but I'm, I'm still overall liking the show. And I think visually like show still looks pretty good. I think it does. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Although actually there's one thing I was curious about and we'll get in. Well, uh, so, as we found out in the end of the last episode, like, kind of a, a ghost of Anakin shows up, right? Or a vision like of a Anakin. force ghost or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And during this episode, it has two different versions of him. The one she meets first, which is kind of a younger version. And then later on in the episode, a version of him um, a little bit older. Right. And I thought CG-wise, like, the, the one, the, the younger one... Looked where you could tell a little bit of yeah the CGness, but then I thought when they got to the other one, I was like, oh, this one looks way better for some reason. Yeah, and I didn't know if maybe they were using more of actually Hayden Christensen or something. Um, I I think that he was still like CG to a certain extent, right? But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought that other model of him looked better for some reason. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Like I did notice at the beginning, like when they first right. showed him, and then after that, I didn't really notice any issues with him. So I think it, they must have fixed it. I I didn't really pick up on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so let's get started on the plot. Um, so we start out with a scene between Hera and her lead pilot, uh, Carson. Hera tells Carson to do a sweep of the planet. Uh, they're on Cetos after she discovers nobody around like that Stonehenge area. Mm-hmm. And I guess their sensors aren't really picking up anybody. Uh, Jason? Is, is it strange to you that like whenever they visit a planet, they know the exact spot to land on? Like These are planets. <laughs> if, if you went to earth and you were like all right let's go get to that location on earth like I, I, what it, it, it is something i noticed on, on a lot of these like sci-fi shows like star wars that yeah you just kind of have to accept that oh they picked up something with their instruments and yeah. it leads them to this. But, but the other funny thing is that star wars specifically is famous for having like oh this is an ice planet this is a desert planet this is a forest planet and it's not like you know Apparently, none, nothing's like Earth where you get a mix of a little bit of everything. <laughs> right. It's all like one thing, each planet. Like, this is its planet's gimmick. Like, Hoth is an ice planet, you know. And, uh, you know, this one's a forest. And, you know, it's so that's a bit silly, too. Like, yeah. Tatooine, oh, it's a desert planet, you know. Right. And also, like, 
if you have a choice to actually like live where you want to in Star Wars, and maybe some people do and some people don't, I'm not picking the desert planet. Nope. I'm, or the ice planet. Yeah, maybe I'll go to the forest planet. I <laughs> yeah, guess. for sure. Yeah. Give me one of those uh, good-looking planets. Like, well, Cetos looks fine. Yeah, Cetos seems all right. A lot of water, I guess. A lot of a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but <laughs> um, Jason asked uh, Hera if he can come out of the spaceship, and she agrees as long as he doesn't go too far and take Chopper with him. <laughs> you know, we mentioned in that one episode that you know she's kind of a bad mother for even letting Jason oh, come yeah, on the trip. Yeah. For a while, I thought she was just going to let him go, like <laughs> go, do go yeah. yeah, go walk through the woods. Just don't go too far, <laughs> right. even though there might be murderers here. So, like, I, I guess she brought Jason because he's force sensitive. I'm going to try to reason it. <laughs> I mean, he is force sensitive. Um, but Still I don't same, think you bring a kid. At the same know? time, she thought she was going to meet up with Ahsoka, who is much more force sensitive. So I don't right. even know if that's a good excuse. But maybe, maybe you could say, yeah, maybe she thought she was going to have trouble finding Ahsoka. And so she thought bringing Jason along would help. Yeah. But still, I think most mothers would be like, no, I'm going to a really dangerous spot. I'm not going to bring my small son. Yeah, with I would me. think so too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it ends up not mattering because him and, and uh, Chopper just stay around the Stonehenge place. Um, Hera hears a noise, which ends up being Hu Yang um, holding Sabine's helmet and saying how he told them to stay together. <laughs> They keep bringing back that thing. Yeah. Oh, stay together, stay together. <laughs> that that's one piece of dialogue that I thought even in that other episode and this one, they're like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing for him to keep like harping on. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was weird. Like it's it's such a basic thing. Oh, stick together. Yeah, it's not like a profound advice or anything. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like a thing where like Ahsoka and Sabine were like had a bunch of animosity towards each other. Where like. You know, he should have thought like, oh, there's a problem here. I better tell them to stay together because they hate each other. It wasn't like that. So I don't know. It's just, it's a little weird. Mm -hmm. Um, So now we're in the, I think they call it like the space between worlds or something. uh, Where Ahsoka tells Anakin uh, that he looks the same and he says uh, she looks old. You know, I got to say, like thinking back on that Rebels episode I, I saw and now this, now I'm very unsure about this space between worlds and if they can actually like travel long distances or if it just like s- gives them like a vision of like important parts of their past. I'm I'm really confused by it. They can't like time travel through there. Like they can't I know that they can't go to like other time periods cuz like that'll destroy everything or something. Like that that'll like ruin somehow it it would like destroy the universe or something. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, like when Ezra pulled Ahsoka through that portal at one time, it was okay. Yeah, and I thought that was somewhat like time related because I I thought that her fight with Darth Vader happened. Maybe I'm wrong about this. I thought it happened before he like pulled her out or whatever. So right. that that can. Confu- and the other thing, if you watch that episode, like eventually the Emperor who's still alive at that time. Right. He opens a portal. Oh, right. He tries and, to come And through. he shoots a fireball, like, at them. So that's why I was thinking that these have to be connected, like, physical place to physical place in some way, right? If he can do that? Yeah. You would think so. It, I found it very confusing. Yeah. I guess this place just kind of does what it needs, <laughs> right. needs him to do. Uh, but yeah, anyway, they have this dialogue. Ahsoka tells Anakin that he looks the same, and he says she looks old. 
Um, Ahsoka asks him uh, what happened, and he says she lost a fight, which causes her to remember, oh yeah, I fought Balin, and, and he kicked my ass. Um, Anakin says it's good that she remembers because it means she still has a chance to live. So, like, we're meant to believe she's, like, hanging on a thread as far as her life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Anakin says he's there to finish her training. Ahsoka says it's a little late for that, uh, but he says you're never too old to learn new tricks. Uh, she asks what the lesson is, and he ignites his saber and says to live or die. Ahsoka says she won't fight him, but then he advances towards her and she instantly starts fighting him and they start clashing yeah. with He sabers. says, like, I've heard that before, which yeah. is a reference to, like, Luke not fighting him, I guess. Yeah, you're probably right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they begin to fight. Uh, so now we go back to Sitos. Hu Yang tells Hera that the map is broken beyond repair. Hu Yang surmises that since they haven't found Ahsoka or Sabine, uh, that they might have been aboard Morgan's ship. Uh, Carson shows up. He tells Hera that if they don't go back to headquarters soon, that people will start to ask questions. Uh, But Hera doesn't want to go without finding anybody. Uh, Jason interrupts to say he can sense something in the water. But Hera says if there was something out there, Chopper would have picked it up. Um... Hera then tells Carson that she will use her rank as a general to cover for them, you know, if the higher-ups do start asking questions. Um, So Jason tells Hera that he can hear lightsabers clashing in the waves of the ocean. And when Hera concentrates, she can hear them too. What did you think about this? I get why he could hear it. He's Force-sensitive, but I don't know why she could hear it. Yeah, that's... I kind of felt the same way because it's like, that's why I think like the force, like it it does kind of do whatever they want it to do. Cause you're right. Like she's not force sensitive. You wouldn't think she would necessarily be able to hear it at all. Right. So I think I would have liked it better if like, you know, he says, um, he he hears it and like maybe Carson's like, man, I'm sorry, but your kid's hearing things. (laughs) And then she's maybe like, you know, I'm going to go out on, I trust him. So I'm going to go out on a limb and like trust his instincts and like search more or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then Hu Yang could still save the whole Jedi line. Like, you know, oh, the kid is force sensitive. Right. And then, yeah, it makes sense. I thought maybe something like that would work better. And also like, I wonder if we'll ever get a background on this planet because this planet definitely seems like it I don't know, might have a Jedi temple on it somewhere. The f- just the fact that she falls in this mystical water and it actually right. yeah. goes to this, you know, there's well, def- definitely something mystical about this planet. Yeah, already, like, the witches, you know, live there, so there's got to be some sort of, like, spiritual something about it. Like That is a good point. I forgot about the witches thing, because, yeah, that does seem like where maybe Morgan and her sister witches, like, yeah. so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. It's one of those things I kind of wish they would explain a little more. Right. I'm sure there'll be some comics about it. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah they do, can fill stuff in with comic books. Um, so Herod tells Carson to get a squadron in the air and do a close sweep of the ocean. Um, she tells Hu Yang to, to come aboard her ship. Um, I wrote, she abandons Jason on land with Chopper, <laughs> which here's the thing. Like, I know they did a plan. Uh, I, I mean, I guess they can, did a scan of the planet and didn't see any life forms, but do the scans, I wonder, pick up like possible droids. Cause there was that one enemy droid in the last episode or oh, whatever. Yeah. And then there's, like, there's mystical witches and stuff too. It just seems like it maybe would be dangerous to leave him on the planet. Even just like poisonous gases in certain areas. Who knows? Like you never know what could be out there. Or or animals possibly. Yeah. 
And the other thing is like, okay, I know Chopper like has his little like taser thing, but how much can he actually def- help defend Jason if there's big trouble? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't knock Chopper. <laughs> All of a sudden, like this, like huge, like arsenal comes out of his like. <laughs> He's got like eight lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would actually be pretty funny. Um, okay, so now we're back in uh, the space with Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka wins the lightsaber duel, uh, but then Anakin says he hasn't uh, taught her everything yet, and he shatters the platform she's on, causing her to fall down onto a rocky surface, where stormtroopers run past her out of a thick fog. She is now inhabiting her younger self during the Clone Wars. Um, I thought this was like kind of an interesting way to go. Yeah. Um, and it, it ties together. I don't know if you've ever watched any of the Clone Wars uh, mm-hmm. cartoons, but it ties in nicely with that. Like, oh, there's a, several episodes of that series where it's like him and her, you know, on a planet with an army of troops, oh, okay. like doing. So they have that whole storyline. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They have a lot of different battles and stuff on that show. So, like, the whole Clone Wars thing, like, were they good guys at that time? Or were they, like, working for the Empire? They, they were good guys at, at that time. Okay. So, yeah, basically, like, during the prequel time, like, um, the, the Republic is in full force. And, um, like, there's a ton of Jedi that, like, kind of work as, like, you know, peacekeepers and stuff. But then there, there ends up being these like um, separatists um, and basically um, there's a, there's a lot of fights with like different separatist units and stuff. And that's what these clone wars are. Mm-hmm. But then Palpatine, he's like a, a, a Senator. Um, but you know, secretly nobody knows it, but he's actually like, you know, trying to form the empire mm-hmm. and he's the one corrupting Anakin, mm-hmm. you know, turning him evil basically. But then, yeah, at the end of the, um, Episode three, they they um, give Order sixty six, and and I believe this is I I might be misremembering, but I think this is an established in an episode of Clone Wars. Is all the clone stormtroopers have this chip embedded into them to where basically once that order is called, they're just mind controlled and they flip and do the bidding, mm-hmm. you know, and so they they at that point wipe out like. The vast majority of the Jedi, a few escape, you know. Okay. Um, so Ahsoka re, uh, relives seeing a bunch of wounded stormtroopers. Um, Ahsoka remembers the guilt of her orders getting soldiers killed. She hates the idea of having to teach a Padawan uh, to fight and a- ask Anakin what if she wants to stop fighting one day, uh, to which he replies, then you'll die. So, like, you can kind of get this sense that she's she's tired of fighting basically yeah. she's been fighting all of her life and she kind of sees this senseless you know senselessness of war and 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 you know all the fighting and death mm-hmm. um but you know anakin who helped train her you can you can see didn't feel that way right um as ahsoka watches anakin go off to fight some more uh, she sees flashes of him turning into Vader, which I thought was a nice effect. You'll you'll see like you know s- smoke and then like a light, and really quickly he'll change like back yeah. and forth his silhouette. Um, Carson tells Hera she uh, or he isn't finding anything, and she commands him to widen his search. Um, Hera tells Hu Yang that she came to help against orders. 
Hu Yang says Hera tries to help, and that's why people like her. Again, like, this dialogue I just felt was kind of generic in spots, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Hu Yang mentions Anakin, and Hera asks what he was like. Hu Yang replies that he was intense. Um, Jason calls Hera and tells her that Chopper found something, uh, but they'll have to go as low as they can to the ocean surface. Uh, back with Ahsoka, Ahsoka flashes back to the Siege of Mandalore. Anakin doesn't recognize this place because they were not on that mission together. He was somewhere else um, at the time. Uh, Anakin says she did a good job of leading the men there and um, that she is part of his legacy. Um, She says that part of his legacy is one of death and war. Um, And he says she's more than that because he's more than that. Um, She says he is more... Uh, but more powerful and dangerous than anyone realized. Which, this dialogue to me was okay, but to anybody who's, like, familiar with the basics of, like, the Star Wars story, like, there's nothing, like, that's a big revelation in there. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of stating the obvious. Yeah. Um, Anakin tells her she learned nothing, and it's time to go back to the beginning. Uh, He tells her he gave her a choice, live or die, and, and then lights up, uh, his saber, which is now a red saber, like right. indicating like the dark side, you know, and also his character model switches back from like the better one to the less good one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick up on that, but okay. It does in that moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. In that scene. Um, um, Ahsoka says no. And they begin to fight again. Anakin kicks little girl Ahsoka into the fog and she lands as adult Ahsoka back on the original plane where they had started. Mm-hmm. Anakin pursues her, quickly flashing uh, to the form of Vader again. So they kind of do that visual again. And they continue to fight. Um, Ahsoka ends up taking Anakin's saber from him, but throws it away instead of killing him. She tells him she chooses to live. Anakin smiles and says there's hope for her yet before disappearing. Um, Ahsoka then... She like sinks into some like mystical looking water. It almost looks like, you know... It flips her from wherever she is back into, like, the real world. I thought her eyes flashed red when she was, like, at the end of that fight with uh, Anakin. Oh, did they? I thought so, yeah. They could have. I I don't recall. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, she sinks into some water, and then she is found and fished out by Harris people, like, on the other side. Um, Ahsoka wakes up and is greeted by Hu Yang, who tells her all about Jason and Hera being there. Um, He tells her about Sabine and shows her the broken map. Hera asks Ahsoka where Sabine is. Um, She thinks she may have left a physical impression on the map when she was holding it. So Ahsoka uses the Force to see what happened. Again, I'm curious if in any other Star Wars stuff, if anybody used the Force to this extent to, like, accurately see what happened in the past. Yeah, this is wild. I mean, really, she should... Jedi should be detectives if they can do this. Yeah. Yeah, they should do pretty much everything. They should run the freaking universe. (laughs) If they can figure out everything that's ever happened. I mean, I thought that was a pretty um, pretty powerful thing if she can do that. Uh, yeah. You know. She's done it twice now, huh? Did she do that move before? I thought she did it earlier, too, in like maybe episode one or two, where like those uh, that droid, uh, what was it? When she went into Sabine's uh, house, I thought there was a moment where she like retraced the steps or something. I'm not sure. She might have. I, I I remember there was a whole thing where like I feel like it's happened before. I'm not sure when. You know, I I thought going back to that scene from episode one, mm. instead of like what happened, I thought she was gonna like use her Jedi Force to like communicate with Sabine's like cat 
and mm. like find out what happened. <laughs> which she probably could have. Yeah, done. why not? <laughs> it's a living thing. <laughs> Leave an impression on it. Um, so Hera wants to go after Sabine, but Ahsoka says it's not that easy. Um, Carson interrupts Hera to tell her that the fleet is coming after uh, after her for her disobedience. Um, Ahsoka sees the the pergol. Uh, uh, in the sky, presumably giving her the idea to use uh, them to go to Sabine. So now we get a scene uh, with Hera. She has Mon Mothma on the holographics. Um, and she tells her that she has not been able to get any evidence about Thrawn. Um, um, so Mothma tells her that her and Ahsoka must return with the fleet. Hera says she's not sure she can agree to that or that Ahsoka would agree to that. Uh, Mothma tells her she's going to need Ahsoka's testimony if she has any hope of hanging on to her rank as general. Um, which makes me think that either, like, at the end of this, um, series, like, Ahsoka will come back in the nick of time and, like, save her rank or whatever, or, like, that'll just be her sacrifice as she ends up, you know, having to give up her status or something. Um, Ahsoka says she knows how to follow Sabine, so the fleet flies out to the Purgle. Um... Ahsoka steps out to communicate with, like, the largest purgle in the group. Um, Carson tells Hera that the fleet has arrived, and she tells him he must keep them away so they don't disturb the purgle. Um, Carson tries to stall the fleet, uh, who ends up threatening his rank, and starts to charge a tractor beam. Um, So this basically causes him to, like, go, okay, and tell him what's really going on, but... Mm -hmm. It ends up taking long enough that it buys them the time they need. Um, So the large purgle opens its mouth, and Ahsoka tells Hu Yang to take the ship inside. Um, Ahsoka tells Hu Yang that she has no idea if the purgle will take them to Sabine, but that going somewhere is better than going nowhere. Um, Hera tells the fleet captain to move out of the way of the purgle. (laughs) This is another thing I I thought was kind of silly, that like there's so much... like you know, open space above this planet that the Purgle are coming right at right, them. Right, yeah. That they have to move. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this is another one of those things that happens in these shows that you're just like, okay. <laughs> the the odds aren't good that this would be the case, but if you say so. Right. Um, Ahsoka promises Hera that she'll find um, Ezra uh, and Sabine, uh, and then the Purgle launch into hyperspace. And that's where we find ourselves at the end of the episode. Yep. So that being the case... Um, hey, do you think it's weird that we're watching a show with a guy who's dead? Like, whenever you watch a show or a movie with a person who passed away, isn't it kind of weird? Like, it does feel weird. I remember feeling that way when I first saw The Dark Knight. And I was like, you know, I knew Heath Ledger was dead. Yeah. And I'm watching his, like, you know, one of his final performances or whatever. Yeah. It, it does feel weird. It does put kind of a melancholy over it, you know? Yeah. It feels like, to me, it feels like a static image. Like, that that's there, and they're permanently, visibly always going to be there for us, like in these platforms, like these shows or whatever. But the real person is gone. It does feel a little bizarre. Yeah. Like, when it's that soon after they die. Yeah. Yeah, it feels bizarre. Yeah. I, I do remember feeling that same thing watching The Dark Knight. I'm like, this is a great performance, but it does feel weird knowing that like he's dead. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of odd. Where like, once there's enough distance and it doesn't feel quite that way. Right, but this person just passed away. Right. Yeah, I think just months ago, Ray Stevenson passed away. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he filmed this whole season and like, it's 
it's out there on this release date. You know, it's all meant to, it's all perfectly lined up, except he passed away. That's nuts. Just seems, feels weird. I do wonder, you know, what they'll do if his character survives this season and whether they'll recast or whether they'll just write him out of the show. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, I'm generally okay with recasting, but I can, I can definitely tell like, you know, people that actually work with the actor on set and are like, Oh, I I love this person. I I feel weird about recasting them. I can, yeah. I can totally see that side of it. Yeah, that's true too. Like uh, with Black Panther, I I didn't like the idea of him being recast, but I, I don't know with this character. I guess I'm just not as like like I, I you know season one. It's still the very beginning. It's still the you know chip of the or tip of the iceberg. You know, so there's still much story maybe still to tell depending on how long they want to keep this going. So, I mean, if it's imperative to the story, I don't know. I, I guess I'd be okay with them with them replacing them as long as they're okay with it. Yeah, it's just this character. I don't know, you know, overall how important he's going to be to the overall story. You know, I'm, they might have to recast him if they yeah, really had that's what I was thinking, deep yeah. plans for him, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it is a little bizarre. You know, going. I was going to say with the Black Panther thing, like, I still kind of question whether... Because I, I think T'Challa, like, he's such a, he, he's a good character and he's such a, in the comics, like a big part of the comics that a part of me was like, they probably should have recast just because it's a waste of a character. But then I did end up liking Wakanda forever quite a bit. So I, I'm open to them. Yeah. My only fear with recasting him was like, I just felt like it's hard to find somebody who could live up to that, you know, like who could play the Black Panther character as well, you know, and be as charismatic and stuff. I mean, there's always somebody who's out there who could do a great job, but, you know, one bad decision, you cast the wrong person and, you know, it could just tank the whole thing. It's dicey, but to me, to me, it's like the whole James Bond thing where like, I think we just got to get used to like, you know, sometimes a franchise is going to have to do this where for whatever yeah. reason whether it whether it's death whether it's other problems like um someone gets canceled maybe yeah <laughs> although i think in the situation if someone was canceled the fan base would be like they wouldn't care as much about a recasting you right know? yeah but um but yeah i mean things happen and and i think this is something we're going to have to get used to man i've heard that that the actor strike, like some people think it could even go into like early next year year now. Oh. And it just, it, it sucks because at some point, like, I feel like there's just going to be a huge drought of yeah. movies and television. And it's like, it, what are we going to do? <laughs> it feels like it's coming. Like already, it feels like there's, you know, next few months, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of content coming out. I know Marvel's pushed back a lot of their projects. Oh, I know one thing that uh, now we get confirm well... I guess they could change their mind again, but seemingly it's coming out around Christmas. Did you see the trailer for Aquaman 2? <laughs> yeah, it does not look very appealing to me. <laughs> no, I mean, just like the first one, it just looks like you know a stupid story with just so many effects layered on top that it's just like oh, yeah. visual noise. I think it's going to suck. I mean, I didn't CG, like the first CGI one. CGI mess. And like uh, Black Manta, like he's just not—he's just not like the villain that I want. You know, he's not—he's <laughs> not very threatening. And I know he's become like, like you say, like a mustache twirling bad guy in this movie, apparently, because he just wants everything to burn. But um, I don't know. He's a human. You know, I know he has like powers now because of that black uh, trident. But 
I, I would rather somebody way more powerful go up against Aquaman anyway. Man, I saw the first movie and like I don't even remember. I think I think like he blames Aquaman for like his father's death or something. I mean, I kind of get it though. His, his father could have been saved by Aquaman, but at the same time, they did kill a bunch of people on that sub in the first place, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they, he's like a bad dude. Yeah, they were doing bad stuff. I mean, like there was no Aquaman had no you know need like he didn't have to do anything. Yeah, it's not like it's not like he was a um, a good dude and then all of a sudden oh. Aquaman didn't save my dad, so now I'm a villain. Yeah. Like he was already like. A like they put themselves in that position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if they were like th- thieves or what they were. Something like that. Yeah. Like that's the thing. I watched that movie and I, like I never wanted to revisit it. Yeah. I, it made the most money in, in the DC uh, EU, I think, one billion dollars. I think. Yeah, over a billion. Which at the time I was like, why? <laughs> What's yeah. going? On? I almost wonder. Like I'm one of those people that like. You know, I'm kind of in the middle on, like, Zack Snyder. Like, I like a lot of his stuff. And then I think most of his stuff has one or two things in it that even when I like it, I'm like, uh, why did you do that? Yeah. That could have been edited out. Yeah. But then there's, like, the people that are just, like, hate him and people that are, like, hardcore, hardcore fans of him. Yeah. And I, I, I almost think that during that time, maybe, they're, like, the Snyder bros helps push Aquaman. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. It just I have a feeling that. But that was James Wan, right? It was, but like just the fact that it was connected. That he was running the whole. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe that's totally off. Maybe it was just like a weird thing where they picked the right time and there was. I mean, Jason Momoa, he's he was you know hot stuff at the time. Maybe that's true too. I mean, but I I just I don't know. I watched that movie and I was like, I don't care about these characters at all. This is just it's visual noise. It's just action for the sake of action. Yeah. And I I just found it exhausting. Yeah, it and was. By the time I was done with it, I was like this sucks. Did you see how a uh, little uh they showed Amber Heard in the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> it was like a distant shot of her like in the landscape somewhere. <laughs> I wonder how much she's going to be in this movie. Probably not much. <laughs> but that's the other thing. Like, I haven't read a, like a ton of Aquaman comics. Like, I think I read Jeff Johns' run. But like, it seems like like you know she's one of the more interesting characters. Like in his cast of <clears throat> like extended characters, <clears throat> like their relationship. Mm-hmm. So like minimizing her like probably makes it less interesting. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> It depends on what new interesting characters they introduce in this movie. I don't know. Like maybe they'll bring some new people in to make up for those other actors. <clears throat> the thing that would save this movie is if she poops the water bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they almost poop in the water, right? You think they get out and on the land? <laughs> <clears throat> you know what? That's nothing. No, I've never seen that explored in Aquaman comics. Yeah. Or anything. But yeah, they're like they got to be pooping in that ocean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dude, that movie, <laughs> I would love it if just like every so often, like we just saw this like turd floating around. <laughs> this turd flo- like people will be talking and it'll be just like nothing. Like they'll drop a turd out. Like they don't even acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be a better movie than what we're going to get. <laughs> yeah, it would. Man, I... I'm just looking forward to the day when we can actually be excited to review DC movies. Oh my gosh, man. I, I was pleasantly surprised <clears throat> with Blue Beetle. And you know what? I, I am kind of excited for these James Gunn projects. You know, after these, after these, uh, this Aquaman movie might be the last one that's like DCEU. Yeah. 
And so after that, I think we have reason to be excited. <clears throat> you know, I'm going to temper that a little bit just because it's DC and I, I want to give them, you know, a chance to prove themselves first. <laughs> but uh, I, I think James Gunn has proven himself. So I, I have faith in him at least. What sucks though is like originally, like this new Superman movie was going to start filming in January mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then it was going to count. And then like the stated release date is like summer of. 2025 i think oh, wow. but now with this actor strike i'm thinking like this thing's probably not going to come out until like 2026 yeah like Man. which i mean maybe maybe not maybe maybe like the studios will be like put together a plan to where they can really hit the ground running with their different projects when once this thing is over but yeah, i don't know so. i think i think like i said i think i think there's going to be a drought Oh, boy, maybe it's suck. actually good that they've delayed some big movies till next year, mm-hmm. just because maybe that way we'll still get you know, consistent releases. some things to look forward to. You know? Yeah, yeah. Man, I know. Well, I know actors are working on like independent projects. You know, so they're still working on those because the independent uh, uh, maker, movie maker, whatever the com- production companies or whatever, they agreed to the terms that the actors and the the screen guild, screenwriters guild uh, have made. So they they when they sell these projects to these major companies, these distributors, they're gonna tell them that you have to abide by these rules as well, these uh these agreements. Yeah, I know. Um, as far as promotion goes, I I, I knew that like yeah, some of those smaller, um, independent like distributors or whatever, you know, that don't have as much money on the line, they agreed to the terms and it allowed the stars of those movies to still promote them. But I don't know if they're actually allowed to still make stuff. Yeah, there's still uh, people, actors are still uh, getting jobs. They're still getting roles. Oh, oh. Yeah. Maybe like um, next year will be like the biggest year for like independent cinema. Right, yeah. They can make the big jump and become the main, the big guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe because if there is a drought... You know, maybe a lot of like independent films that would normally just go to streaming. Yeah. Maybe they'll actually be like, huh? Maybe we'll try a theatrical release. Yeah, for sure. You know, be smart. Yeah. Try to push, try to make some room for the little guys. You know, they can uh, become the big guys and then we won't have to worry about these Disney and WB and all these other guys. Next year on the podcast, we'll be reviewing all these like artsy farts and films. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I think they did a. What was that? A uh, universe movie, the multiverse movie uh, with um, Lee Kuei Kwan. He won the Oscar. for Oh it. yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I think that was an independent movie. I think it might have been. Yeah, I I actually watched that maybe like a month or two ago. It was okay. I thought okay, decent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, man, AJ, if you don't got anything else, I think that'll do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys, we thank you very, very much um, for for watching and playing along. If you will, please subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Uh, give us likes, thumbs up, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. If you want, you can follow me over on Twitter slash X at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. But that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one. <laughs>